They were all completely different, um, which actually surprised me. Um, and I wasn't really particularly prepared for the last one, which I, I found most difficult. Um, so no, they, 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 were, they were all very, very different. So my first experience um, was uh, so easy, actually. Um, my eldest son was very, very motivated. Um, he knew what he wanted to do. He's quite, he's quite an ambitious young man. He had a lot going on in year 12. So he was in the first 15 rugby team. He was a prefect and very involved in um, sort of instigating a program that was really trying to get bring the school together so that, that um, students were supporting all of the sports and not just rugby, which at that time tended to be the more popular one. And I... I actually have to say I, I was incredibly in awe, really, of the enthusiasm and the um, the time that he gave to those other activities, um, which weren't, you know, one could say directly going to benefit him, but it actually was benefiting him because it's, you know, it's wonderful to, to be doing something which is actually supporting everyone at school. So he was very focused. He did his work. He was doing very well. Uh, my most important role was feeding him and making sure that he had all, all of, uh, enough food and the, the, a stocked fridge and I guess was just there for support but not that he ever really needed it he may have been anxious before an assessment was due wanted me to read through things or listen to him was he before he did a soliloquy at school but he was very self-sufficient very motivated a joy did very well you know, and I, I possibly became somewhat complacent and couldn't quite understand when people were saying to me, how are you coping? And I'm sort of thinking, it's got nothing to do with me. I mean, I'm just sitting back and cooking food. Um, but I was a little bit I, I understand the, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I do understand that there is a bit of an angst around the HSC. Um, for me, I would say I, the only, my feelings, I guess, were I just wanted the children to be proud of themselves to I wanted to be able to support them so they felt um, good in themselves when they finished school that they'd they'd done what they wanted to do that they felt good about their achievements for themselves I didn't so possibly I had a little bit of baggage there which is you know perhaps something to to revisit in a bit but um, my second child um, he was a, a very bright boy. Again, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And 
again, I didn't really need, I, I, there was very little involvement needed from me. I would say the only thing which I felt was he, 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 he wanted to be an engineer and he's become an engineer actually just graduated. So he calculated exactly how much work was required in order to get the mark that he needed in order to get into the course that he wanted to do at the university he wanted to do. And that's what he did. And he did nothing more or nothing less. And as an engineer, I knew he was going to be a brilliant engineer because he orchestrated it so perfectly. Um, but there was a bit of me that's like, well, don't you want to perhaps push the boundaries a bit? And wouldn't you like to see, um, I just felt that it, 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 it's, it's not a great thing to have a ceiling there um, and to feel like I'm only going to do what I have to do. I guess just in, in principle and maybe as a pattern to get into that, um, but I realized it's, it's not my journey. And so when he finds something that he absolutely loves, which he, he has now actually, um, a particular aspect of engineering, that, that ceiling won't be there. And I can feel it won't be there because he absolutely has a passion for what he's studying. So that really has taken care of itself. And I feel it's actually really important to recognize that it is each person's journey at school and as they're also different every journey will be very different but to allow them to allow them the space and the grace to learn what they need to learn for themselves and I don't mean from an academic perspective I mean from the the entire experience because often it's actually not got anything to do with the subjects and the academia it's it's their organization it's their confidence it's their 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 appreciation or lack of in themselves their self-worth those i feel are actually way way more important than the academic side because at the end of the day you can get into whatever course you want to do it may not be the you know the most straightforward route but it's it's learning um it's learning about yourself and the areas that perhaps need a little bit of of work um that that that's what's in, important and feeling that you have the support to do that which brings me to my last experience of the HSC which was by far the most difficult and the one in which I learned the most. Um, so my my youngest son was not, school wasn't really ever going to be for him. Um, he He's a smart boy but he is a little bit <sighs> Anti-establishment's not really quite fair. Um, I think he really struggled when he was asked to give his thoughts on things um, and present his opinion of things to then have it come back um, with 
with a lot of negativity because it really wasn't what was going to get the marks. It wasn't what was going to tick all the boxes and therefore make the school look good because there's another student who's done very well. And unfortunately, he sort of kind of, uh, say he was rebellious. It's, uh, no, that's not true. He gave up. He gave up on himself. And I think this is something that is so important to recognize in your children. And I openly admit that I didn't handle it very well. I, I felt a lot of the time that he, that he was being lazy, that he wasn't applying himself. And even if I didn't use those words, whatever judgment we're making towards anyone is felt by the other person and it's almost even worse because words aren't being used therefore there's no discussion but you the other person will say in this example my son could feel my disappointment and um, the fact that he was always sort of being pushed because it wasn't good enough. And this was then interpreted as I'm not good enough. I'm, and the giving up became even stronger. Um, it was, it, it, it was just a, it actually was just a really awful, awful time because it was about the HSC, but because I handled it so badly, um, I feel that there, it really fractured our relationship. And so not only was he feeling this judgment of not being good enough, um, but also I feel he probably felt unsupported, even though my words were, you know, what can we do? How can we support you? But if you say that to somebody and at the same time, they can feel you judging them, your words mean nothing. It's, it's uh, that you might, you might just as well be going blah, 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 blah. Um, so what I learned the most from that last experience was even though at the time I thought, I can't let my son fail and fall in a heap. To be honest, that would have been the kindest thing to have done and to have just let him take responsibility for his journey in its entirety. Yes, support, encourage, but not judge, not judge. And that is so hard to do because it's, it's the culmination of their whole schooling, you look at this young person and you think you have so much to offer. And that in itself should have been a big trigger for me to go, so what's really going on? How can I support? So he feels more confident in himself and recognizes how much he has to offer. And so what if the school doesn't appreciate what he has to say? You, you just say it anyway. You say what you feel. Maybe you don't get the marks, but who cares? Just be true to who you are. That would have been the way to handle it, not the way I did handle it. And coming back to something that I said earlier about my own experience was I didn't work for school at all. 
I loved school, going to school, meeting my friends, having a good time. I didn't study. I was not a good student. And my grades reflected that. So I didn't have choices. I wanted to go to university. Um, I went to college, not university, in the end, a, a college of higher education. And I felt really disappointed in myself. Not, not because I thought I was going to be really restricted in life. Um, I've always had this belief that you can do whatever you want to do. It's just a, a, a case of feeling the purpose in that and then the rest sort of follows along. But I knew that I could have done better. So that's the baggage that I was referring to earlier. And I feel as though I was imposing my own lack of worth with regards to my education on my youngest son, which made it kind of like a double whammy him in a way because he's a he's a completely different person he has his own journey and what may or may not have happened to me or my husband in his schooling is irrelevant it's got nothing it's got nothing to do um you know with his situation so I yeah I learned a lot <laughs> If, if I was asked what are the most important things that, or the things that I feel, sorry, are most important going into the HSC, I would say by far the most important aspect is the well-being of your, of your child. And to closely monitor that. Um, and if at any stage you are feeling that, you know when something's not right. You know when your child's upset or they become withdrawn. That's, that's when perhaps, you know, some discussion and support is, is being called out for. To look after them for the amazing people that they are, to bolster them if you feel they're just wilting a little bit. If, if they ask you for, you know help on the academic side well I mean I guess you know mine never did because I think they recognized that I was at school in the day of the dinosaur and it's all changed so much what would I know but obviously it's you know it is about supporting your child perhaps on that on that side of things as well with reading things or I don't know that's a very individual thing how involved you want to be um, but but their well-being and just treasuring them because it is stressful. It's immensely stressful. So I've got two sons. The older one has been out of school for two years. Um, he was in year 12 and about two months uh, from the end when he just had enough and left school. Um, he was not in a great place at that point, but very determined to um, make life work. To He had a commitment to work. So he got himself food jobs, supported himself, and, um, and was in a happier place uh, for a while. Being a very bright boy, um, it took him about 18 months to realize that 
he needed to do something else with his life, but he was still young enough and he's has gone down that route of looking at alternatives. So um, he realized that he did need something at the end of the day, whether it was a year 12 certificate or something else. My husband and I both have university degrees and professional um, careers. And in our minds, that's what happens. You're, you know, and I remember even saying to my kids when you were younger, either go to school or university or you're working. There's nothing else. That's, that's your choice, you know, and, and, and sort of in that order. And, and we didn't have another, another idea. That was just the way it was. So our oldest son taught us lots. I think people were really shocked. They're sort of like, how did you let your child leave school so close to the end? And it wasn't our choice. It really wasn't our choice. You can't make a 17-year-old, you can't pull him out of bed and take him to school. It wasn't our choice. But the truth is, by the time he had made that choice, we knew he was wasting the year. And he, and it was just, it was a dead-end place. And it would be better for him to get on to real life and work. And, and even at that point, um, he said to us, if he hadn't had to get up every day and pay his rent, he wouldn't have. So, um, you know, just allowing him to, to support himself and to, and to go the route that he wanted to go at that point in time was the best thing we ever could have done for him in hindsight. At the time, it wasn't an easy, an easy thing to do. He was very defiant and very determined not to contribute to anything in the family. So it actually started off in little ways where we said, you know, please, can you, can you unpack the dishwasher? And he wouldn't. Or could you cut the grass? And he wouldn't. And if we got to a point where it's like, he'd say, can you um, pay for my mobile phone? Or can you top up my, my travel card? And I'd go, yeah, as soon as you've unpacked the dishwasher or cut the grass. So he made sure that he got a job and he paid for all those things um, that he didn't have to do anything around the house. So... <laughs> <laughs> he he organized he orchestrated it that way um, to the point that he supplied his own food because he didn't want to have to contribute with um, helping with the shopping cooking or cleaning up afterwards um, I, if I don't know that you want to know what he was eating but um, that's the point that he got to so he actually chose to support himself and was quite adamant in that um, uh, even when he was living under our roof. And then as soon as he left school, he chose to move into a share house. So my oldest son um, has actually been accepted for a job with amazing prospects, um, but requires a year 12. Um, so he is actually going back now, two years after he, he left school, he's going back to complete um, a six-month year 12 equivalent so that he can go into this um, industry. But at this stage, he's chosen to do it. Um, and he is able to choose the subjects he wants to do without all the other nonsense that goes on. Um, and so is much more motivated. So quite exciting for him. My middle son um, is about to go into year 11. But two years ago, I, I started seeing this child who had always been enthusiastic about school starting to dip and go the same way that our oldest son had been. And we just went, this is not, the school is not necessarily for everybody. Um, they're bright enough, but they just can't necessarily cope with all the other nonsense that happens at school. Um, so 
we approached him and asked him whether he would like to look at alternatives. And I think it was quite a shock because as far as he is concerned, you've finished school, you went to year 12 and that was it. So we started off by um, getting him uh, assessed by a career guidance counsellor to give him ideas of what he would like to ultimately do. And initially our aim was to was to do anything to get, he, he wanted to go to university. So we needed to find a different route that would get him to university. So we initially looked at things like, could he do a TAFE course that would give him enough points to get into his course? Or was there something else we could do? Um, and it wasn't necessarily an easy, easy to find all the information. I, it, it seemed like you had to look and ask and Ultimately, the answer came from some other young, young teenagers who had come to the same <laughs> realization that, that school was just not a happy place for them. And they um, recommended School for Creative Industries, where that child can still get their Year 12 certificate or HSC, but do subjects that they really enjoy and allow them to get into the university course that they'd like to do in the end. So that's the route we've gone with our middle son. And he's about to start at his new school. Um, and to see the difference, because initially he actually chose his, his HSC subjects at his old school, and he was going through the, through the subjects and going, okay, well, if I have to do economics because there's nothing else, I'll do economics, compared to choosing his subjects at his new school, the enthusiasm, it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much to choose from. I don't know which ones to do. And, and just the, the, the difference in his attitude was just so amazing to see. It's been purely observational because he's not much of a, an expressor to us, um, but, <laughs> but definitely just seen um, just the enthusiasm because he had, he, he had lost all enthusiasm of school. From, of school yeah. For my oldest, um, I wish we had considered the signs earlier and just seen how school was not working for him. Um, because I love school so much, I just presumed he would too. And I, if we had picked it up earlier, he would have, we would have been able to offer him alternatives that would have got him to where he wants to be um, in, the, in the long run. So he's, he's still getting there, but it's, it, it's been a delayed process and a bit of wasted time in the, in the meantime. Um, for my middle son, obviously we saw the signs earlier, but I just, I just, know that there are other options out there. There are, there are, other, there are so many different options um, for, different, for different children and not everybody has to study geography, history, science or whatever, you know, the standard HSC subjects to get where they want to go. Um, the, it's, some don't even want to get a university degree in the end and, and therefore there's, then there's, it even opens up to a larger number of, of options. But just, just research the options. Just look at. I didn't find it easy, and I can't say there's one place where I got the answers from. But just, just search and search and ask until you find something that would suit your child.
My expectations going into supporting my daughter through year 12 were that I didn't really have any expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, our situation was that she has chronic uh, medical condition and um, during years, well, her whole high school um, career, she had had lots of time off school and so... Um, in year 11, there had been significant absences due to ill health. So I really just didn't know what to expect. I knew that the school was giving the students a lot of guidance on um, how they approach their subject choices and um, how to be as successful in year 12 as they possibly could be. But I, I did know that our experience was going to be very different to all the other students at that school. So, yeah, I didn't have any expectations. The thing that worked best for for us as a family and for me personally was to actually listen to my daughter and what she needed. Um, Because of the health challenges, um, we had to take every day as it came. We we just didn't know, um, say, from... Term two to four, she was only doing between one and two days per week face-to-face at school, and we didn't know which days of the week they were going to be. So um, that was the first thing I had to do was really listen to her and what was going on for her body and honour that. Um, And so that if we had, say, three weeks in a row where she couldn't actually do any face-to-face, that had to be okay as well. There just couldn't be any push or drive for her to be at school Um, and then secondly was um, making communication with the school really clear during that time so that um, it wasn't a drama for them that she wasn't there and it wasn't a drama for us. I don't think that there's anything that we experienced during year 12 that I wouldn't have done again. I feel that every every choice that we made during last year, um, from the moment that we knew that she couldn't attend school full-time till the end of school, each choice we made was necessary in that moment. So I don't feel that we made bad choices actually I felt that we were pretty on track with um, staying connected with each other in the school during the whole year I would uh, the advice that I would offer other parents that have um, a child that is having a different pathway through year 12 whether that be um, having to leave and going to another institution or um, having extended periods off like our daughter is that you really need to focus not just on the academics but on the social connectedness during that year because um, school does put a lot of emphasis on, as my daughter said, it being the best year of your life and you make lifelong, you you cement lifelong friendships and relationships. And when you're not at school um, because of ill health, you do miss out on that. Um, you know, 
the children or the, the young adults doing year 12 are so focused on making that year successful to get the right marks to get into university or whatever course they want to do that they don't have um, they don't have the space to focus on what their peers are going through it's it's just all about them that year and they often don't have the maturity of having gone through any major challenge in their own life either. So they don't understand when a peer is struggling or, or having a challenge. So I would say that you need to be very proactive with the school. We didn't realise it probably until the beginning of fourth term after a few things that had happened that the school just wasn't... Um, that we weren't on their radar as far as social inclusion was. was, And so we had to go and have a meeting and say, you know, this is really important for our child as well. What's the social calendar for the next term and how can you be inclusive of our child? And just having that simple conversation, whereas um, probably we've been doing that all through her education but we were always coming off as the difficult parents. But by being proactive and saying, look, we understand you've got a lot on your plate, but this is important, how can we work together, that made the fourth term a much better experience for our child so she or our daughter so that she could be participating in those social activities and um, forming those memories and those experiences with her peers that will carry on through their lives. Um, I think the other thing is to not take it personally when other people don't understand your predicament um, because that year is really hyped up to just be all about one person, not the whole group. Um, but in saying that, don't ever give up on advocating for the whole and for everyone to be inclusive um, because it just perpetuates year after year if we don't start speaking up. In Year 12, the focus is very much on study um, and they do try and bring a focus um, onto the person and the well-being of the whole person and how that's done is through um, group activities or social activities but there is a, um, I guess there isn't the depth of understanding that not everybody fits into that, that mould. And what I also found with the school that my daughter went to is that they, they tried obviously in Year 12 to encourage different students to step up into leadership positions and so they were organising a lot of the social calendar but they weren't supporting them with um, issues like inclusion. So it was really about um, out of sight, out of mind. If you weren't there, you weren't actually part of the school. And my daughter ended up feeling at the end of the third term after um, one particular social event that she actually didn't belong at the school. So, yes, there is a focus there to... Um, be holistic and they, there's obviously a very strong focus on taking care of a year 12 students' mental health that now that was never there in the past but 
it's, it's got to be for everyone. It can't just be for the people at school. As a parent of two children, um, having gone through it, one was uh, last year, no, sorry, two years ago, and one was uh, three years before that. My experiences were very different and my expectations were different because obviously the second time round we had, uh, had taken off our training wheels and we were experienced. Um, and so you can't help but have one experience colour the other. But really the most important thing which I knew from friends' experiences and also because that's my innate nature was not jumping on the bandwagon of drama that a lot of society does and I recognize that right from word go that I wasn't going to take on everybody else in the community's drama about the HSC and transfer that onto my children. So that was really the only prep lead up whatever we did um, going up to the HSC. It's funny the approach needed I think depends upon the child. So perhaps um, so with both my children I have um, uh, a daughter first and then the son three years later. So our daughter was very studious and, and very self-motivated. So she really didn't need us to um, drive her or, or even jump in the car with her to get her started because she was already on the road. <clears throat> um, what she did need from us was um, to have a bouncing board, to have someone that she can bounce ideas off. And particularly when it came right down to the, to the wire, she really needed us for, I've got my cards here, I need you to test me on that sort of stuff. Um, and sometimes calm, sometimes just bring the calm back. But really the second child, our son, was very much more, we needed to um, sometimes try to sort of jump in the driver's seat and say, mate, maybe you need to get going, do a bit of work, but not in a, ah, even though behind the scenes, my husband and I were both going, ah, we just went, no, just chill. And so we go, you know, have you, would you think maybe you could just, have you looked at any, done anything? Just, you know, those lovely things you say that are quietly uh, passive aggressive parenting perhaps, but what we did notice, and I'll be really honest, we cheated because with our son, um, we'd had our daughter beforehand done well, we used her. <laughs> so she jumped in the room with him and go, Ben, get on with it, mate. What have you done? And so she would take, he would take it from her. So we really, um, when we did feel things were getting, nothing was happening. There was no evidence of anything happening. We would send her in sometimes. And it worked. So I'm good. It worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. And he takes it from her because he has great respect um, because she'd done well in the HSC. So that was cool. She was evidence. She was the evidence. And we, she's not a parent. If I had to do it all over again, I think there wasn't, it wasn't that we were perfect, but I do think as parents, I patted ourselves on the back for doing what we did with regard to not taking on the drama. I don't, I honestly don't, I think we um, knew that our kids were different. So we really made sure that we didn't moan, that we didn't sort of, when other people say to me, oh my God, are they okay? Are they stressed? We really both, neither of us, you know, went to our child, you know, Mrs. Brown from down the road is 
already, her daughter's already studying and you're not. Do you think you should? We didn't do any of that crap, excuse my language, but we didn't do any of that. We didn't take on board any of that. So if I had to do anything differently, I, I, I kind of really, I don't know what I would have done. The only thing I would suggest is after the HSC, I actually um, quietly pushed our son into doing a course that we really wanted him to give it a go. And that's the only thing we did quite openly to him and said, mate, just give it a go. And it proved to be a mistake. Um, not a mistake, just something he didn't want to do. But he was actually grateful that he'd done that, made a mistake, went, yeah, that's not what I want to do. And then ended up doing something else. But that's not really doing differently because I'm glad we did that. That Otherwise you think, oh, I wonder if, what if I had done something different? You've got to let your kids do it. You've got to let your kids make mistakes. And one thing said to us, mum, this isn't your HSC, so don't try to get me to do stuff the way you do it. And it was really good and I'm so proud and I'm so proud of my son for pushing back when I pushed because I think it just shows that he had confidence in himself. And I think when we were having those, oh, what if, what if, what if he doesn't, what if he doesn't, that was actually our fears that we were transferring onto him and he was deflecting it back to us. And I'm really proud of him that he had enough confidence to do that. So I think if he had said we could do anything differently, it probably wouldn't necessarily be anything different because when we were pushing too much, which wasn't very often, he would deflect it back. And to be honest, he did really well. I'm really proud of him. So could have done better, <laughs> but he did well. If I could offer parents any advice on uh, parenting an HSE student, I would say, don't buy into the drama. Don't buy into the drama. Can I repeat that? Can I just say it one more time? Don't buy into the drama. Okay, because I walk the dog, I go to the dog park in the morning and people go, oh, you've got a, two children, that's lovely. And, you know, they say, how old? No, no, no. And they find out your child's doing that. You say, oh, my God, that's going to be such a hard year for them. Oh, oh, and automatically they try to ramp up the drama for you. And that's what society does. And I'm not blaming anybody for that. It's a collective um, experience. But people love to grab onto that drama and say it's going to be horrendous. And it wasn't because I chose it not to be in our household because my husband chose, my daughter, my son. We all chose it wasn't going to be dramatic and it wasn't. It's a choice you make. So the one thing that we had, uh, which was a... a not an issue, but certainly something that happened uh, when our son was in his HSC year was he uh, was playing um, European handball at a very high level for, for Australian junior team. And what that incurred was he had overseas trips the year at the HSC year. And what that meant, though, was that obviously takes your eye off the ball. It takes your eye off um, the study and the norm. So one of the things was venue that was happening. The school worked with him and they were very understanding about it. And I think one of the things with that is it actually, and we recognised it very much with Ben, if he's got, and if you think about everybody, if you've got 20 hours to do something, you'll do it in the last hour. You'll piss around for 19 hours and then in the last hour you'll get it done and so it didn't matter that Ben had this in fact it was actually I think made him more um, 
concentrated in his study time and what he needed to get done and when he needed to get it done. So I actually think with people's social life, with their work, with their sporting, um, if somebody, I, I know when students, you know, want to be in a school musical and say, oh, I can't, I'm doing the HSE. I actually know um, of a girl who did the school musical during her HSE year specifically so it could be her thing that would take her away from study and it meant that she had concentrated time studying and then she loved the musical and that was her um, outlet for her you know creative act and social and everything else all wrapped into one so I think it's actually really beneficial to do something else specifically and not stress about it's going to take you away from study because you're not going to be studying 24 7. 